Salzman is our state representative for District 1, the north half of Escambia County. Uh, Michelle, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Well, thank you for having me. You're so kind to apologize. It wasn't your fault. I literally couldn't find my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, we have you now, and so we'll take it. I wanted to have you on to talk for a minute about this um, education reform bill that you've got to be, you know, kind of shifting some of the priorities to make space for students of military members. Uh, Before we get into and and I have questions and I think I might disagree with you a little bit about some of these provisions, but um, that's fine. That's why we have these conversations. Um, I wanted to give you a chance to maybe explain it for a second first, because, of course, I agree with the emphasis on trying to make school more accessible to military students who struggle so much when they move from place to place. So what does the bill do? So um, the bill does two things. One, it now it eliminates the entire fee for um, if a school were to go over classroom capacity, um, they would be fined a fee. And it was two different components of the fee. 50% was calculated in one way and 50% was calculated in another way. Originally, the bill was filed to get rid of half of the fee, but after um, partnering with the Department of Education on some of this language, they said, you know what, we, we probably collect around $600,000 annually in all the fees combined. Let's just get rid of the fees altogether. So now the bill oh. gets rid of the fees if you go over classroom capacity. And the second component, which was the component from my request, that, that piece of it was really from the leadership side. They're trying to do a lot of stuff with school choice this year. But um, the other component was I brought to them the, the issue that we've been having in Escambia County where um, our school district was not giving our military children when they moved here the opportunity to participate in the magnet schools in B. Cook, um, Brown Barge Middle School and West Florida High School because you have to enter those schools from kindergarten or sixth grade or ninth grade. So if they got here any other time in their lives, they couldn't participate in one of the top three performing schools in the district. And when your public schools are the bottom 10 percent in the state, it's really hard to get your military families to actually bring their dependents with them. They'll geobatch before they bring their kids and put them in a school that they're not comfortable with. So it, it really was because I wanted to just help our military families feel a little bit more welcome in Pensacola. And, and by the way, I love the idea of allowing class size not to be something that schools are penalized for if they accommodate military students. I love that part. Of it. I, to- I totally agree with that part. It's the timelines part that I have a question about. Before we get into that, let me get Candy in here with a quick traffic on the fives. All right. Uh, taking a look. Good news is we're not showing any accidents or slowdowns, but of course that dense foggery, uh, dense foggery, dense fog at <laughs> dense fogger, I'm making up new words because I'm talking to Michelle Salzman and I'm excited. Uh, sorry. I miss you. Uh, I miss our rotary. Uh, as we uh, take a look around, uh, we're, again, no accidents. Dense fog advisory. That's until nine and certainly be careful. Uh, 437-1620 News Radio 92.3 Informative, Local, Dependable, and appreciative of michelle salzman <laughs> thanks candy so um i love that term though so so representative salzman here's the kind of the, the thought i've got when i read the bill is i thought uh, my most experience is we had two students go to brown barge right and uh brown barge is a very unique program where the seventh grade builds on the sixth grade and the eighth grade builds on the seventh grade and it really is a three-year program it's not a one plus one plus one it's a three-year program uh a cook i don't think is structured quite that way and west florida i don't think is quite as much that even though there's some degree to it uh but particularly at uh, brown barge 
somebody who shows up, you know, middle of the seventh grade, not having gone through the first year and a half of that process is that's they're going to be out of the alignment with what's going on in the school is my concern. And also it's meant to be, you know, toward the end of like, for example, the project at the end and all that kind of stuff. And so allowing military students to come in, I love the idea of it. It's the practicality of them coming in partway through. They're going to be disadvantaged from that. How do you answer that concern? Well, that that concern is a, a very small concern whenever you look at the big picture and what we're really trying to do, and that's give these kids access to a really good, a really good education. Now, I've talked to several school board members. I've talked to the school choice director. I've talked to many folks in the district as well as people at these schools. And, yes, it will be uh, complicated. They'll have to figure it out. But it's not that hard. I mean, you're going to have to create some sort of structure and and they'll have some time to figure it out. That's why I went to them now so they can start planning and and figure out how they're going to make it work. But at the end of the day, their sixth grade level, their seventh grade level, their eighth grade level, they're all um, they're, they're all still structured to be based on the level of learning. So even though, you know, it builds sixth grade, builds up seventh grade, eighth grade, you still are in sixth grade math, seventh grade math, eighth grade. The fundamentals are still being taught at the level that you're in. So all you're catching up on is some of the, I guess, the, the programming and activity base that they're participating in. And, and I think that, um, that that's the least of our problems when we're looking at how we can make our school district more friendly for military families. And the other question, and this is not as much of an objection, it's just more I don't know. What kind of additional volume would be put into the magnet schools if at, at all levels, you know, through Cook, through um, Brown Barge and through West Florida, what if military families could get in past the deadlines and requirements and things like that, which, I, again, I agree with the sentiment here. I'm just kind of thinking, you know, structurally, what is the actual impact going to be? Do you know Do you have a sense of the numbers? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have any numbers at all, and neither does the school district nor the military um, installations. That is something that, when talking to Lucky or um, Village, you know, and, and other base commanders around the Panhandle, nobody really does have a number. We haven't actually calculated that, but um, I, I, I think that um, we have some time to to figure it out. I, I, I can't imagine it to be where it would just completely blow up or explode uh, one of the schools. Nobody has had the, the major concern of we're going to be in so much trouble, there's going to be too many kids. The only concern I've heard from the school district is we're going to have to figure out a way to structure bringing them in, like, okay. like your initial question. Okay. How do we do that? Not Because they actually – the capacity is not based off of um, class size which is how they were able to circumvent the state law. Because, Andrew, the state law says they're supposed to be doing this already. But there's a few school okay. districts in Florida that were calculating um, the, the capacity by the term capacity instead of class size. So when, this, when the legislature wrote this law years ago to say we want military families to have the, the priority access to all education as they come into Florida, they said, um, they can, regardless of class size. And that term, regardless of class size, some school districts said, oh, we're going to calculate by capacity. So they, they wordsmith their way around the legislation. So when I even went to leadership and said, 
I think we need to do this at the state. I've been trying to do this for two years locally, and it's been something going on for years. They said, that's not going on. There's no way that's happening. And I said, yes, they are. I mean, it was it was several days of back and forth where I had to actually get the language from the school district to show the state so they could believe that we were actually not allowing the kids in the magnet school. So they're doing this in almost every county in Florida except for a few. So it, wow. it's, this bill really just cleans up what it what the intention of the legislature was many years ago. So it's really a kind of a glitch fix that's been that's been causing a real life problem for the military. Military families. All right. Well, I appreciate that, and it, you know, and, it and it's good to know that obviously, you know, the military families are asking for this, and it's something that the legislature intended to have in law in the first place. So I appreciate that. That's that that answers or at least alleviates some of my concerns and questions I had. So that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about it. Michelle Salzman, she is our state representative for District One in Escambia County, the north half of the county. As always, Michelle, great to have you on the show. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for being available. Thanks. Take care.